Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Robert Brzezinski with you. Episode number 35 of And Now the Good News, our weekly look at some of the stories that remind me we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. I trust you'll find inspiration in these as well. I want to get started this week with really good news. After decades of historic growth, wind power is now the most used renewable energy source in the United States. So the U.S. Energy Information Administration released a report in Electric Power Monthly that in the fourth quarter 2019, the wind capacity and the annual wind generation totaled over 300 million megawatt hours. And that's about 26 megawatt or sorry, 26 million megawatt hours more than hydroelectric. In the past decade, we've added a lot more capacity in wind and have not increased much capacity at all in our hydroelectric. That means that wind is surpassing. We're creating more electricity for the country out of wind than anything else. Here we go. It really is moving forward. We're creating electricity, and a lot of that electricity is being stored in batteries that power our vehicles and will be powering our vehicles into the future. And one of the, I guess, detractors, the arguments I hear consistently against electric vehicles is the batteries and how they're not all that clean to produce and that you can't do much with them when they're done and so on and so forth. Well, there may just be an answer to all of that. In a study published in Nature by the University of Birmingham, researchers looked at how we can not only reuse uh, electric vehicle batteries, but sort of mine those for different chemicals, for different minerals, uh, for all kinds of reasons. Oftentimes, EV batteries uh, maintain a lot of their operational life, just not enough to power a vehicle, and they could be repurposed. In fact, 7-Eleven, the convenience store chain, is working alongside Toyota to use old EV batteries from their Prius vehicles to power their 7-Eleven stores, using those batteries and solar generating uh, solar panels to generate electricity and using that to power their source. Kind of interesting, you know, there's a lot of lithium in these batteries that can be immediately reused in other means. There's cobalt, which could easily also be reused for other means. We might just be able to mine the electric vehicle batteries and use them for new purposes. See, that's what I love, finding new ways to use what may seem like a detractor 
to create something different. And our next story is kind of about that. A couple of gentlemen here have figured out how they can make leather that doesn't come from animal hide and isn't harmful to the environment. Now, traditional leather is really quite detrimental to the environment. The chemicals used to wash the hides, all of that, uh, not to mention the killing of animals. People are saying this could save over a billion animal lives a year. And faux leather, pleather as it's been called, is really made out of plastic. So that really doesn't solve the plastic waste problem. Well, these two entrepreneurs, Adrian and Marti, have found something that truly does something different. They're making a leather out of cactus. Taking the cactus plant and processing it, they're creating a material, a fabric that feels like leather. Now, it doesn't require a ton of water because it's made out of cactus. So it doesn't require the amount of water that it would make to t- that it would take to make leather or pleather. And this is made out of cactus, so it's biodegradable in the long run, which neither pleather nor leather are. Cactus leather. Sounds interesting. Kudos to you guys. I think this is a great way to move away from traditional leather and its plastic alternative into a plant-based fabric. Wonderful. Now, this past week in the United States, we learned of the passing of actor Kurt Douglas, and many have probably heard the story of how he contributed a majority of his $61 million fortune directly to charity, uh, saying that his family didn't really need it, which is true. Uh, He contributed to a a number of charities and uh, has been known to do this quite a bit. In 2015, on his 99th birthday, he gave $15 million to build a care pavilion in his name, the Kirk Douglas Care Pavilion, and that's to help uh, uh, care for Alzheimer's patients from the entertainment industry. Well, what I also was reminded of was a woman... In Australia, Sheila Woodcock, she passed away back in the uh, middle of 2018. She died without a family and had never been married and never got, had children. And upon her death, her family discovered she had amassed a $14 million estate and had given pretty much all of it away to charity as well. Over 15 different charities across uh Australia received money, many saying that it changed the future of their organizations. A modest woman who no one really knew had that much money, donating it all to charity upon her passing. Great stories. Reminds me that the human spirit is alive in all of us and that no matter what the appearance is, we never really know what's going on in the backstory. And that's another one this week. Uh, uh, a gentleman, 42-year-old Zamboni driver, David Ayers, works for the Toronto Maple Leafs. However, he's also a designated backup goalie in the NHL. And something very interesting happened. The Carolina Hurricanes were in Toronto. Uh, their, one of their goalies had suffered an injury previous. The second received an injury in that game. And Dave was tapped on the shoulder to play goalie for the visiting Carolina Hurricanes in 
the Toronto Maple Leaf Stadium. He blocked eight of the ten shots that were made against him during the final 30 minutes of the game, which would mean he got scored on a couple times. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Dave is ecstatic. He had a kidney transplant about 15 years ago, thought he would never play hockey again, and the Hurricanes uh, brought him in for that one period, and it also made him their, uh, the second oldest hockey player to make the professional debut in the NHL. So kudos to you, Dave Ayers. Wonderful job. And our final story this week, really, really good news. This, coming from the Associated Press, suicide rates among LGBT youth have dropped since the Supreme Court ruled that same-sex marriage be legal in all 50 states. This is important news. The study was conducted over 26,000 LGBT youth participants in the 32 states where gay marriage was legalized up through the 2015 Supreme Court decision. The study found that suicide attempt rates dropped 7% among all students and 14% among gay kids after same-sex marriage was legalized in each of those states. They continue that there's also a study out of Denmark and Sweden that was published in 2019 finding similar results among adults following Sweden and Denmark's legalization of same-sex marriage in uh, Sweden was in 2009, Denmark in 2012. Again, really, really good news. Now, I'll leave links in the show notes to all of these stories so you can go a little deeper and learn a little more. And I thank you for giving all this a listen. It's really fun to be able to share with you those news stories every week that remind me we really are in this together and creating a world that works better for everyone. I'm going to get back out in the world. I encourage you to go out there and make some good news of your own. Until next time, peace and blessings. You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring.